Ah, oh, shit, dude. Ah, oh, fuck, man. Ah, oh, oh, shit, dude. I fell down and I broke my shirt. My nipples are all out and shit. What the fuck is this all about? Jeez, but I don't have any money to buy a new shirt. Hey, you, listening to this podcast that I'm somehow talking to, you should buy a t-shirt from me from somegoodshows.biz slash merch. You know, they got a bunch of shirts there. You can get me any one of them that you want. You should get it in your size. Because, oh, wait, no, actually, my shirt's fine. <laughs> Guess you get to keep that t-shirt. Lucky you. They've got so many different fits, styles, cuts, and other adjectives pertaining to clothing. So, hey, I may not need a shirt anymore because my shirt didn't break when I fell down because that would have been fucking crazy, right? Ho, <laughs> ho, that would have been crazy. But if you want a t-shirt for the big three, the My Hero Academia podcast that they do on this network, this show, Hamburg Lore, or the video game robot show, or if you just want a shirt with a skull on it that says podcasts underneath it, well, <laughs> that's, a, that's a website you can go to to do that. Somegoodshows.biz slash merch. Anyway, I got to stop having this accent and become Nathan again. So, hey, have a good day and enjoy the podcast. Bye. Explore the weird characters and history that's used to sell you food and other garbage. I'm your host, Cam Koenig. Hi there, Nathan Brandt here. I was gonna do Billy. I was gonna do Billy good. Mays today, yeah. so I, I had to say like Nathan here. Anyway, bye. Uh, we're joined by our good, good pal Melissa. Hey, how's it going? Hello, I'm doing great. How are you? We're yeah. good. It's yeah. a double. It's a double Hamburg lore today, and yeah. my computer didn't crash the yeah. first time. That new processor fucking working out for you. Yeah, Fantastic. I'm on Windows 11 and everything. Like, it's, I'm living in the future now, so that's just Ooh. math. That's one more than what I got. Speaking of chips, though, <laughs> one uh, one important thing we do ask everybody here: What's your favorite fast food item? I swear, I've been like really trying to think about this and really trying to like <laughs> understand myself. I'm so bad at like favorites in general that I'm just like me too, dude. I could not answer this question. Be... Like, yeah, if you I... asked me right now, I don't think I'd have an answer. I. I... Still, like, after all this time, I'm like, I still don't really know what to say. I, I mean, it's basic, but, like, McDonald's fries, if you can get them when they're boiling hot, yeah, yeah, they're the yeah, best yeah. thing. That shit's good them. as hell. If you can get them when they are, like, dangerously mm-hmm. <laughs> hot, that that's yeah, the best. Yeah, they have to be, like, almost you don't want them, otherwise yeah. it's not worth it. I want them to look like they're melting a little bit and yes. kind of feel like it, too. Yeah. <laughs> they're, like, Ta-da. glowing, glistening. <laughs> One thing we did one time was we decided to hit up three different drive throughs mm-hmm. So we got McDonald's fries, we got Arby's burgers, and then we got a Dairy Queen because there was a drive through Dairy Queen. And that was like <sighs> our nightmare mashup of things, like doing the ice cream fry thing. Yeah. Horrible Arby's. It this, was incredible. Like, no joke. I definitely told a story about doing that on our last episode <laughs> we just recorded. I, that's the only time I've ever been like that much of a fast food trash person, but it was like magical to do just. Oh, once. yeah, absolutely. Like there's it, it feels for like you're unlocking forbidden knowledge in a weird way. 
<laughs> like this isn't how you do this. It's like when you have two different kinds, like two different brands of leftover pizza. Yeah. Like, and you have that as as like your breakfast because I'm I'm a cold yeah. pizza and like breakfast person. Like I've done that before, and I'm like feel a little illegal <laughs> one one time and this was like even a couple of years ago um a friend of mine for her birthday wanted to do a fast food potluck and mm. we just all got a regular like more than normal sized portion of something from a restaurant we all coordinated to make sure they were different and we just all like had this giant fucking like it looked like an epic mealtime video <laughs> like it, it just looked gross and in retrospect it was a bad idea but also like uh it was like kind of wild because like i had we had like a bunch of like chicken strips from raisin canes which shout out um, but then also we would just be like, fuck it. I'm going to dip this one in the Chick-fil-A sauce. See what that's <laughs> like. It wasn't as good, but all that homophobia. Yeah. <laughs> right. I was having this conversation with my roommate. Like, you know, when we get food delivered, sometimes they won't give us sauces. So it's like, mm -hmm. oh, we got McDonald's nuggets, but the only barbecue we have is Wendy's. And I'm like, no, yeah. it's not yeah. the same. They don't go together. <laughs> you can't cross <laughs> the streams. <laughs> the flavor profiles, they do not match. Exactly. <laughs> well, speaking of chicken, today we're talking about the Jolly Green Giant. Um, I have always felt like something was off about this dude. I don't know what it is. It, it's one. It's one of those advertisement people mascots, is what they're called. Nate is yeah. when, when you know the subtitle of our show. Yeah, Incredible. it's one of those where their importance is lessened so much, and they're in the background so much. It's like the brawny paper towel guy. It's like, mm -hmm. yeah, I guess it, that there's a mascot yeah. there. I don't know. Well, let me tell you why I think they're the most important. I did not expect to write a Nathan report today. Um, <laughs> I, I, I was doing my research and then uh, while I was like looking around, like scrolling through like the, the Green Giant Wikipedia page, uh, one of the related things at the bottom shook me to my core. And I'm going to ask that neither of you look at uh, look at this page at all until I finish my report. Thank this you. Is, this is like when I found physics at the bottom of the snack crackle and pop. It totally <laughs> is. Yeah. So, OK, a little bit about the company. The company started out as the Minnesota Valley Canning Company um, located in Le Sewer. L e s u e u r. <laughs> these are these is toilet peas. Yeah. That's what the peas. <laughs> yeah. From the cereal. It's actually pee peas. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> ho, 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 uh, they were founded in 1903, uh, so they've been around for a fucking while. Uh, in 1925, an executive, while on a trip to England, found a type of pea. It was just a real big fucker. Like it was way bigger than the shit they had and it was real tender, had like a sweeter taste than what they had. So naturally he just took it back with him to Minnesota and they started growing and selling them. It's an invasive species. It kind of <laughs> totally is. Yeah. I see th this is where like, cause I was going to do one on the Jolly Green Giant a while ago, but I was like, I can't find anything more than just 
Hey, that's some big peas. <laughs> that's the end of the report. Don't worry, Nate, I found it. So I'm very excited, yeah. They legally could not trademark calling these peas green giant peas. I could not figure out why. I looked. I think okay. that's hilarious. Is it just that it's too vague? Like, anyone could have giant peas and we didn't want to limit yeah, the market? Like that's that's possible. Like, I don't know if they were like, well, you can't trademark, like a flower or something like i don't know mm. but also you totally can now with like all the fucking monsanto gmo stuff but they decided instead to just make a mascot call him the green giant and then just use him to sell the peas instead the perfect plan <laughs> it's not green giant peas it's a green giant peas Exactly. It's a total different thing. Okay. <laughs> I think that's brilliant and it's really stupid. Wow. Okay. So the first iteration of the Green Giant um, was a normal-sized white dude wearing bare skin. <laughs> Not what you would expect the Green Giant to be at all, you know? Um, the company was apparently inspired by some illustra illustrations of some Grimm's fairy tales for him. No, um, no, no, specifically no, no, one no, whose no. title roughly translates to bearskin in English, uh, in which a man gains fame, fortune and a bride by signing the deal with signing a deal with the devil. It does not end well. I'm not really going to go into it, but like a lot of a lot of fucking people die. Um, so we're immediately starting dark then. Yeah, totally. And like. <laughs> That's, hmm, ba I feel like back in the 20s, people knew that the Grimm's fairy tales were yeah, fucked up. Yeah, they would definitely have known about what that story at that point. Yeah, like, I feel like now they've just been so, like, just kind of sanitized a little bit more to be, you know, very accessible for, like, younger audiences and stuff. But that shit was fucked. Like, it, yeah, I, I read the whole story as part of this report because I'm like, What? Um, anyway, go read that if you want to read a fucked up story about a man, a bear, and the devil. Fantastic. Um, if that's just this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you decide, America. I'm all three. Anyway, um, the mascot was uh, not giant. He was just a regular size, but he was holding a pot of peas the size of, like, a five-year-old human child. Good. Uh and I guess that's something uh, like two years later, they just turned him green, uh, presumably to have people stop fucking asking why he wasn't green. I couldn't find a reason why, but that just makes the most sense to me. Yeah, like, let's correct the most obvious mistake we made here and just, you know. Yeah, so he like started out as just that dude with a big fucking thing apiece. Look at him. He's like, wow. Yeah, he's stoked <laughs> out of his mind. And fucking in 1945, he looks like all of those stupid memes of like NBA players and they're like, yeah, their, their wives were like, the, <laughs> were these where he's like five times the in height. In 1980, they gave him a scarf. Just a jaunty little scarf. I couldn't ever figure out why. Like a lot of people just assume it's because supermarkets are cold. That's it. <laughs> Frozen peas. I do get it, I yeah. guess. Okay, okay, okay. But, like, maybe get out of the, like, loincloth at that point. Maybe put some fucking yeah. pants on, dude. Yeah, yeah. You have bigger problems here. Yeah. Those are Ligonos. leaves also. <laughs> oh, my God. So, in 1935, um, his appearance was made quite a good deal more friendly than just this, like, weird fucking dude who found a big pea. 
Um, <laughs> that's a good sentence for you. Um, uh, the advertising company that actually did this was Leo Burnett. We've talked about them on the show before. Yeah. Because they did... Uh, like all of the design work for what we know today as Tony the Tiger, the Pillsbury Doughboy, Charlie Tuna, and Toucan Sam, to name, mm-hmm. m- like, just a few. Like, they did a lot of work. The giant was given the new name of the Jolly Green Giant uh, and replaced the bearskin with a toga made of green leaves, and he was given a backstory. Um, and so, uh, please buckle in, because this is where I start to go some places. The backstory is that he watched over the Jolly Green Giant Valley, which is literally just the Minnesota Valley, and protected the crops. From what, I asked, and why? Why was he doing this? Dr. Robotnik. Have either of you ever heard of the concept of the Green Man? Yes. I think so, but... So the Green Man is... uh, The concept is that of a legendary being, primarily interpreted as a symbol of the death and rebirth cycle, representing uh, the cycle of new growth that occurs every spring. Yeah, it's like a pagan thing, yeah? Yeah, there are many parallels, and like uh, a lot of uh, cultures throughout history have uh, depicted certain deities as like a green man, most notably Osiris from Egyptian lore. Um, Egyptian lore, Egyptian mythology, excuse me. <laughs> it's it's just like a face with like made out of like oak leaves is the most common depiction. Yes. That, that yeah. You, like I know almost everyone has seen. Totally. Yeah. And, and a lot of time it like, you know, can be implied to be like, oh, it's just like a person who is like around a lot of, you know, nature and plants and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have Osiris, Odin from Norse mythology, Dionysus and the Celtic thing, by the way. Sorry. Jesus Christ of Nazareth. What? Oh, that one? That Jesus? You that Jesus. Mean. Um, the very same. The King of Kings. Um, y'all don't need to worry about when the second coming of Jesus is. He's been right here this whole fucking time. Jesus. In a nice little loincloth. In 1978, a statue was unveiled in the Minnesota Valley of the Jolly Green Giant. Every summer in the town of Blue Earth, Minnesota, located in the Minnesota Valley. That's the name of the town, by the way. It's wonderful. Uh, they host the Giant Days Festival in honor of the giant, and green footsteps are painted on the sidewalks and a parade is held. Yes, Nathan. So this is more than rags to riches. This is Le Sewer to the Blue Earth. Yeah. Like, this yeah. is like... Yeah. This is like... I'm like, not going to lie. I wish I made that joke. <laughs> <laughs> this is like started from the bottom. Now we're here, but like to the nth degree, dude. So uh, as as we as I started going down this rabbit hole a little bit, I'm like, OK, well, you know, if Jesus did come back in 1978 and, you know, a town erected a statue of him and like got really got really into horticulture, just really into horticulture. <laughs> Um, you could say that farming is the carpentry of the earth. (laughs) Some could say, some have said, some is me. (laughs) You know, peas is the wood glue of the earth. That's right. Um, so we learn as I explored more of a character named the little green sprout. Um, I had no idea the sprout existed before this, and that's wild because apparently the sprout is like a huge part of the marketing for Green Giant. Um, the sprout is 
a child just dressed and looks like the jolly green giant but like the size of like an infant um so he's scrappy do basically um (laughs) he's not the child of the giant i kind of assumed that he was like the giant's son and they like went on adventures and stuff he's just somebody that wandered into the valley dressed as the giant wanting to learn quote how to become a green giant Oh, boy. Is this a father, son, and Holy Spirit thing that you're doing right now? <laughs> uh, I guess it kind of is. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. The P spirit. Yeah. Um, they mm. also, in 2016, uh, according to their Instagram profiles, which exist, uh, somehow this kid managed to get at Sprout on Instagram. <laughs> Good for him. OG username. Yeah. Um, they probably just paid a lot of money for it. <laughs> right. Sure, but yeah. Um, but they went on a road trip together across America. Um, in to, a car? To yeah, sp- I'm having a hard time with that. Alone. <laughs> there are pictures <laughs> of cars. Oh no! I don't know how. Like a lot of them are like uh, coming from a photography background. I think the shots that they have are like really cool. It's like the green giant interacting with a lot of like big monuments throughout like the country and like they're framed really well and it's like a really cool thing but also huh um, <laughs> it's just like fucked up and terrifying seeing uh, the jolly green giant trying to pick one of the books that is painted on the side of the Kansas City Public Library <laughs> that fucked me up um, anyway uh, they were they, they were traveling to quote spread the good word Mm. about their vegetables um you know something very subtle yeah you know something that could be akin to something like maybe i don't know a missionary trip or something (laughs) yeah this is evangelism um i don't have like a ton more to add except i the more i was thinking about it and reading into the fact that the jelly green giant literally is jesus christ our lord and savior um Let me let me let me read you something here that just kind of really cemented the fact that this has been under our nose and just just in plain sight this entire time. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I drink pee. I drink pee. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I didn't expect to go down this rabbit hole, um, but I think it's very possible that the the Valley of the Shadow of Death is absolutely the Minnesota Valley. <laughs> um, you know, notorious, just terrible place, apparently. Uh, oh and, you know, death, rebirth, green man. It's all connected. Doing some my best Pepe Sylvia shit here. Um, prepare us a table. This motherfucker serves vegetables, dog. Okay. Yeah. Think about it. Oh boy. Mm. Anyway, the strange little kidnapped child. Yeah. 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 No. Yeah. Like. Yeah. It, like it, it. It is fucked up. The more I think about it, because it, it, it. Like if you go down this line of thinking, it really just feels like. He got like brainwashed into a fucking cult and like became buddy buddy with the thing the cult worships, which was real. The cult being the town of Blue Earth, Minnesota. If you if you live there, I love you and I'm sorry. Blue Earth. Yeah. So fucking crazy. Well, 
Yep. There's Good. also, uh, while you're there, there is also a, uh, oh, God. Oh, I never got a close-up look at the fucking face of the statue. Jesus oh, no. Christ, pun intended. Um, look at that smile. I don't like that. <laughs> oh, God. Um, it says, welcome to Blue Earth at the bottom oh. of the pedestal. Yeah. That's very unpleasant. They also have a museum there uh, filled with <laughs> the most... Mupium. Like, yes, uh, the most, like, <laughs> complete collection of, uh, like, Jolly Green Giant merchandise and, like, things there are in the world. Um, He's just a loophole. He's a means yeah. to an end. Yes. It's so crazy to He's me. He's a means to the end. <laughs> oh, dude. Johnny Applepea, dude. I, I can't. I can't. Man, P's just funny. P's just a funny word. I don't care. I'll say it. I'll get on my soapbox and say that P is good. So brave of you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm doing the Lord's work. Yeah. Oh, it turns oh. out you are. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Um, I guess shout out to a random company executive going on vacation, bringing about the second coming of Jesus Christ. <laughs> Via an invasive species yeah. of P. Yeah. That is a lot of information. This is yeah. one of the weirdest things I have ever looked into. Like, <laughs> full stop. Like, the re like this one I had to, like, draw so many conclusions because there's just not a ton written around him. Like, But when you make the green man's, like, connection... The fucking green giant page links to the green man page. <laughs> it's under related topics at the bottom of the page. <sighs> I clicked oh, on that because I'm like, oh, is it like an alien thing? Oh, oh, no. <laughs> Jesus is technically an extraterrestrial. Yeah. I mean, so yeah. invasive species. Yeah. Originally <gasps> a man who made a deal with the devil. Yeah. And then reveals himself to be. Yeah. Son of our Lord. Oh, boy. It just <sighs> makes more sense the more like lines you draw here. And I feel like I'm losing my fucking yeah, mind. Yeah, this corkboard <laughs> makes too much sense. I don't like I it. I know. I'm <laughs> yeah. mad about it. Yeah, this is this is yeah, this is how fucking sh shitty Shane Dawson conspiracy <laughs> videos get popular because it's like it just just if you talk about something long enough, people are like, wait a minute. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, this is this is this is my how Bernie can still win of Hamburglore. So uh, anyway, don't spoil my report. Oh fuck. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's really all I have and want to talk about about that. So we're going to take a quick break and then we'll come back for another one. All right, we are back. Um, Nate, please help. Help us. <laughs> Weirdly, I have like a kind of more normal report that's more of a. Thank God. It's kind of an op ed. <laughs> Weirdly. <laughs> so here we go. If you're listening to this, you definitely have access to the internet or at least know what it is. On the human instrument known as the internet, there exists something called a website. One of those such websites is called Twitter. Com. Some good shows, dot biz. Um. <laughs> uh, in recent years, advertising has made a strange and some would say alarming shift towards making brands seem as though they are avant-garde internet influencers. This is not a unique practice to the internet age. We've talked about fake people like Betty Crocker, whom the public grasp onto as if they were a real person. 
and that connection that they form with a brand or somebody they believe to be a real person is what endears them to that brand and engenders brand loyalty. We talk about all the time where it's just like it's just the proto VTuber is all it is. Like, <laughs> yeah. yes, That's exactly. Like, Betty Crocker was the original VTuber. You heard oh it here first. Oh, I can't wait to see that advertisement come out. Yo, anime Betty Crocker VTuber is like yes. an untapped market for real. Oh my God. I'm tweeting it. Maybe don't tweet that and we'll just pitch that. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like we, we talk all the time about how like, like Mr. Clean's another example of that where it's like, I have this product. What about a man? And everyone is like, whoa, <laughs> like a person for a product. <laughs> But we're more immune to that as people now. And so things need to get weirdly more specific and sneaky for people to latch onto it in that same way. And it is still going on with the emergence of the social media funny personal account advertising thing. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's especially egregious or if I'm just overly aware of advertising because of this show and just in general do not want to be marketed to um picked a bad show to be on bud <laughs> oh i know well yeah well that's that's the fucked up thing is that this is the advertisement that has worked i after you did the oatmeal report i'm an oatmeal person now what oh the fuck? no what the fuck <laughs> i mean i didn't really go to jack in the box until i started talking about jack in the box so yeah shit works and i'm mad about it we are just a tool of capitalism i eat mr clean all the time <laughs> i mean literally the first day i listened to this podcast i had to go get wendy's because i needed those chicken nuggets so thanks guys <laughs> yeah thanks and where's so the, much. where the fuck is our sponsorship money dave <laughs> thomas that is your real name come on yeah i wrote a report about how you stole your daughter's fourth dimensional brain meat and that did lead somebody to literally buy chicken nuggets and you don't want to give us money you don't want to hop Please. on this big dave <laughs> i got some mcnuggies for you david oh fuck dude okay <laughs> <laughs> there is as far as i can tell a big gap in critical analysis or just talk in general about this era of social media advertising that we're in right now a lot of people know that these are companies they're not stupid um then that these companies are just hiring millennials or gen xers to be in charge of social media accounts that the higher-ups probably don't think is that important like there's one for mcdonald's now mcdonald's mm -hmm. has like a hashtag relatable yeah. like Oh, when you say you have food at home, it makes me sad, whatever. Like, fuck you. <laughs> they have an account like that now. Fucking hell, dude. McDonald's follows Ray Apollo now. Fellow, like, I fellow saw podcaster. That. That's, on this, that's on our shows yeah. with us sometimes. Where the fuck's our money, McDonald? <laughs> Ronald, cut that fucking check. Come on. Yeah, exactly. I like that we're just shitting on advertisements for else and it's like, <laughs> but if you pay us. But mm. well see that's that's the thing is is actually that's sort of the point of my report is like, wow, I guess I guess my report is on us today. Oh kind of. no. <laughs> uh, in a way. I've already done one on Cam, so yeah. like I said, people aren't stupid looking at these accounts. They know that it's fucking it's McDonald's and it's funny because it's McDonald's. And the people that are looking at Arby's tweets or whatever, like they know on some level that they're being advertised sandwiches to. But I, I don't think people react to posts like this the same way they would react to like an unskippable ad or like a normal ad in your feed. This is just another way to get ads in your feed. So 
In reality, mm. it's the same thing, though. Today, we would cringe or at least not understand how our parents or elders would quote or look fondly upon advertisements from when they were younger. Like, everybody's parents will quote, like, some fucking cocoa wheat shit or whatever the fuck, and you're just like, Mom, what are you fucking talking about or whatever, you know? I mean, I but, say where's the beef all the time at the end of this show, but I guarantee you most people our age have no idea what the fuck that is. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, as a small child, I got put on display saying, it's shake and bake, and I helped because I would do the accent, and I think that that made me never want to say things in front of people again. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, welcome to a podcast. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. my God. That's yeah. so funny. Um, but... All advertising trends are just that, trends, and they will fade. And so at some point in our lifetimes, we will experience a shift away from this almost parasocial relationship with brands via social media. It's it's really weird. I, I just found myself thinking about ads themselves and the internet the, itself, and I was like, this is weird. This parasocial, like we're like Jake Pollening, the Jake Pollination of McDonald's. Oh God! <laughs> as you probably guess, as you probably guessed, I don't have like a creepy story or some sort of like R.L. Stein yarn to weave about how the McDonald's Twitter account, um, knowing what memes are now, means that Cthulhu is going to come and eat your legs or whatever. Maybe he is, maybe he isn't. But I just kind of want to talk about how weird it is that we don't talk about this trend yeah, really yeah and i'm i'm not saying that it's necessarily a bad thing advertisements make the internet work in general and businesses that want to stay open do advertisements so they advertise to you so that they can stay open i'm personally not very receptive to marketing and as i've said i don't really enjoy being marketed to but that's not an objectively right and objectively good thing like some people are like hell yeah i'll watch ads i love ads um I don't understand you, but I respect you. <laughs> um, Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> a lot of people <laughs> seem to think that advertising is very literal. You see a commercial for a burger, then you stand up from your couch, go to your car, drive to the burger store, and buy a burger that you saw in that advertisement. When stranger or more avant-garde advertisements are viewed by people, the common sentiment is to infer how silly it is that a strange Old Spice commercial would actually make you go and buy it. But this is a misunderstanding at its core of what advertisements do the idea of advertising and the purpose of advertising is to just fill your short-term memory with yeah. a bunch of shit memorable concepts and icon iconography so that when you're out and about you either consciously remember a new product that seemed pretty okay that you want to check out or you're subconsciously on some level always thinking arby's <laughs> like <laughs> that's, that's and i am <laughs> <laughs> those fucking apple turnovers are the business yeah, bitch yeah, um, bitch. <laughs> I truly suffer because there's no Arby's like close enough to me. It's it's my my great Where burden to bear. My great burden. <laughs> um, I can't have those garbage sandwiches. <laughs> Dude, I love a sandwich that is just even in its own admission a pile. <laughs> yeah, they're like we know what this is. We yeah. know why you're coming here. Just come on. I'm like, yeah. yeah, you're right. Please, I would like one. This is a pile of ribbonized meat and basically <laughs> yellow acrylic paint. Come and get it. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm just looking. The nearest Arby's to me is 10 miles away and I'm thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to do it, girl. I'm just thinking about it. I oh, did no. it. <laughs> I'm going to do that Google search again and get my heart broken again and just, yeah. just cry. Yeah. Or there's going to be a new one around you. And you're or there'll be, be like, a new one. I'll and just, then once again, you guys yeah. will have tricked me into getting a goddamn fast food trip. But even more, somebody tricked us to tricking you. 
Arby's send me the hat. Give give me the fucking hat. I don't care that it's marketing. <laughs> give me the hat. I want the hat, please. You know when you when you when you put on the Arby's hat, you do turn into <laughs> you turn into That's the true. Glove. Yeah. It's like the I mask. do have the meats. <laughs> we have the meat sweats. Um, they sell those too. <laughs> like actual fucking like a sweatsuit with like the oh, meat pattern like, on good. it. I was like, what, like Belle Delphine bathwater? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do. Um, no, dog. That sounds um, like the next step, honestly. Yeah, I'm sell I'm sell I'm selling some meat sweats for you thirsty <laughs> gamer boys. Anyway, God. So this new era of internet advertising is so effective and somewhat scary because of its effectiveness, because we don't really seem to mind that it's happening. Um, here's one example of a specific account um, that is doing what I'm talking about to maybe the most extreme extent. So here we go. I'm not going to say what it is until the end. And if you know what it is, don't say it yet. And if you're in the Discord, guess what it is before, before I say it. <laughs> Put it in spoiler tags. <laughs> While the COVID-19 pandemic was really heating up, Neil deGrasse Tyson tweeted about how science is true no matter if you believe it or not. This drew criticism from a brand account who stated, and I agree, that science is a process and not a dogmatic way of thinking, where science's infallibility blinds you to the truth of understanding that things change and our understanding of things change. This brand posted a long tweet thread about how well-meaning as this, this Neil deGrasse Tyson tweet was, it is a slightly harmful sentiment to transmit. Um, later on, this brand would go to post another long tweet thread about how to combat disinformation in social spaces and the responsibility of those in power to ensure that the harmful false information does not spread around as truth. So what brand do you think that this is, guys? I, I feel like that's a Stakeums tweet. Yeah. And I hate that I know that that I know what a Stakeum's tweet is. <laughs> so this, this, these tweet threads uh, having conflicts with famous round earther Neil deGrasse Tyson <laughs> <laughs> and talking about how the correct spread of information is important. It was fucking Stakeum's. Yeah, yeah. It was, I, hate, it was, I hate that I can fucking pinpoint that. God damn it. The fucked up thing is, like, I know more about just that they have a Twitter than what a Stakeum even is. I have no yeah. concept. I don't know if I've ever even seen one in a store, but I'm like, oh, yeah, that Twitter. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah. Stakeums. Mm hmm. Um, Stakeums, like, as a company, makes frozen beef for, like, Philly cheesesteaks yeah. and shit. Nevertheless, it's become one of the top brands posting memes and, like, hashtag relatable content. Yeah, I remember they did, like, this huge Twitter thread about imposter syndrome, and I'm like, okay, Stakeums, you you kind of spitting a little, like, yeah, yeah, all right. <laughs> and so now part of your brain is thinking about Stakeums as a brand. Mm-hmm. And that's, and that's as... I'd literally as never a, heard of them before that. Exactly. I had, yeah, I had, but I'm old, so whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, like... Again, I don't disagree with the existence of these Twitter accounts because I agree with most everything that this Stakeums account says. <laughs> but on some level, I do feel very icky that I'm being advertised to by somebody having an intellectual argument as if they were people. Mm. But on the other, other, other hand, here's an actual tweet from Stakeums on this subject. <laughs> people think it's bizarre, ironic, and funny when a frozen meat company points out the importance of critical thinking. But chances are the same message would never go viral if it was from a person. Our society values entertainment over truth, and that's a huge problem. 
thanks, Steakums. <laughs> like, they're super not wrong. Yeah, it's, but, you're right. It's very frustrating because it's. Yeah. I mean, you're right, but I don't want you to say it. But you're right that if you don't say it, oh, damn it. Yeah. yeah. But at the end of the day, it's like, you want this beef? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I'm just picturing the like lone marketing exec for Steakums just fucking sitting in just like a dark room. There's like a thunderstorm outside. He's just like fucking in a suit jacket, just looking depressed, smoking a cigarette, just drinking a shot of whiskey and just being like, yeah, man. Fuck. Steakums. <laughs> and again, I really do think that a lot of higher ups for these companies that don't really know what Twitter is or don't like know the importance or widespreadness of Twitter, they're like, yeah, whatever, I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll pay fucking, you know, 60K a year or, what, or whatever to somebody to be our social media manager and whatever. Meanwhile, it's just like full on shit post with at the end saying Steakums bless. Like, yeah, uh, okay, yeah, okay, <laughs> all right. All right, and you lost me. <laughs> exactly. So I don't have beef with the with the, these Twitter accounts. Least of all Steakums. <laughs> but I just kind of wanted to raise the awareness levels of people with respect to who is talking to them and why. Whether it's a frozen meat company, McDonald's, a gas station, like the come and go account <laughs> is so good. Just chef's kiss. Perfect. Like they absolutely know what they're about. <laughs> yeah. And they're on TikTok, too. Um, the one of one of the things I just do as a pastime on social media is I every time I see an ad, I'll block the account. And oh, so yeah. now just to confuse algorithms, it's like, do you like diapers? <laughs> I'm like, nah, <laughs> try again. And it's like, do you want a sheet metal shed? I'm, like, no. <laughs> I'm never going to own a home. Are you kidding me? It's oh, it is so weirdly liberating to for for twitter to just have no fucking clue what i'm about <laughs> i love that so much after a while you start getting people's like random just a tweet that they liked that they promoted and you're like yeah. what and you're like oh okay cool I don't want this either, but nice. Yeah. yeah. Thank, thanks, Mike294, for just tweeting booty too big or whatever the fuck. Like, <laughs> great. Those are my favorite promoted tweets, though. It's like, why did you promote this? You just thought you were going to be famous. I mean, well, it all started when I promoted my booty too big tweet. <laughs> the idea of somebody just like, yeah, I got this fucking banger tweet. And then there's like, here's $10 Twitter. <laughs> That's literally what it is. <laughs> I'm going to, you know what? I might tweet booty too big and, and, and promote it. Please, I might do that. Please do that. <laughs> Heike, can we, can we, can we promote the Betty Crocker VTuber tweet and just yes! see what happens? <laughs> <laughs> I would yeah. throw money on that. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for your support patrons. This is a weirdly, yeah, actually literally thank you for your support patrons because yeah. I bought a new CPU with that money yes, and now you. my computer doesn't crash when we do Hamburg lore. Yeah. It was it was only Hamburglore, which was scary. <laughs> yeah, um, it, knew, it knew. So in conclusion, everybody wants to sell you something. And if they're going to do that, I suppose they may as well make it hashtag relatable. This concludes all known lore on. Uh... Thank you. <laughs> uh, can I get a. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah. And like that, even like the, the advertising core conceit of like. I'm not telling you to buy a specific thing. Then you then mm -hmm. are like, I saw an ad and I'm buying this advertisement is just like, remember a brand? 
And then when you're at a fucking store, you see the yellow box of Triscuits and you're like, mm. ooh, brand. And you get it. And that's what it is. Yeah. And so like, it's just this, this show is advertising, whether we yeah. say it's not or it or we say it is like it's yeah. just how it is. It's just it's fucking weird. dude. Yeah. The end. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. Yay. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Melissa, thanks for being here. Yeah, thank you both for having um, me. Where can uh, where can people find you on the internet? If you type in emo seal into the internet, you will find me. I am on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. I have a fancy website that strangely is themelissalouise.com because I thought that that would be less confusing, but I think at this point it's more confusing because <laughs> everywhere else it's just emo seal. Yeah, but that's fair. I was trying to be broad. Yeah. I'm like, oh no, who cares? No one yeah, knows who that is. They fucking, know emo yeah. seal. Yeah. <laughs> Just buy emoseal.com and just like route it over there. Yeah, I'm like, at this point, that's the next step. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Well, if you've made it this far, thank you so much for listening. If you want to support our silly shows, subscribing on whatever platform you're on, leaving us a rating would really help us out as well. Like we mentioned a little bit earlier, patreon.com slash some good shows. Um, you know, you can get access to behind the scenes notes for this show, Big Three. Uh, You can get access to the video game robot of the video game robot show fame. That, that is super helpful for us. Um, you know, like Nate bought a CPU with that mm-hmm. money and needed that very badly because if Nate's yeah. computer dies, the network dies. So <laughs> I'm uh, taking it with me. <laughs> um, so thank you so much, everybody that supports us there. Um, if you liked whatever the hell that had, the head, if you liked the head, pork chop sandwiches, if you liked whatever the hell this ended up being, check out the rest of the shows that we do at at some good shows on Twitter. You might just like those chew too. God, I my Adderall is wearing off, y'all. You might like to chew those as well. Yeah. <laughs> you two can go there and be there. Yep. <laughs> Our show art and music is by Zach Russell. Their work can be found at, at Cavity Crew. Hire Zach for literally anything you need. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Camdy Man. And you can find me on Twitter at, at Victory Position. Thanks again for listening, everyone. And remember, everybody asks, where's the beef? But not how's the beef? 